Welcome to Ryan Rants, the solo pod. I am back. I'm Ryan Alexander, ready to rant again uh, about something that uh, isn't isn't the most timely thing ever, but it's something that I've been wanting to rant on for quite a time. And considering I kind of blacked out on the pirate season the past couple of years, I will use this opportunity this week to rant about this now. So um, let's just get into it. Uh, we are going to talk about player interviews, and basically when players don't speak to the media. So this always seems to come up maybe once a year in baseball or, you know, we, we saw it this past year, um, I think this past spring in college basketball when uh, Pitt coach um, Capel didn't, didn't basically didn't have his players speak to the, speak to the media after a game on the road and, Alan Saunders had kind of a, a fit on Twitter and, you know, I, I messaged him and said, I, you know, disagreed with, with everything he was saying. And, and we, I guess as far as pirate related, we saw this most recently probably with Will Craig back in 21 and he had that complete lapse on the, on the, in the field where Javi, you know, Javi Baez went back to home base and instead of just stepping on first base, he chased him down the Cubs store, store run and everything. And then somehow Baez ended up on second base. So that was a disaster. But yeah, Will Craig didn't talk to the media after that game. And eventually he did. I, I think he did the next day. Um, but for whatever reason, uh, yeah, that would have been Shelton at that time. Let him you know, collect his thoughts for a night and then speak to the media at that point. And to me, I, I don't have a problem with that. It, the players' quotes should be there to – I mean, they, they add in so very little, in, in our, in, especially in post-game articles. It's one thing where if you have an article, you know, your article that you're doing kind of more of like a human piece about a player's background and things like that, and you set up a time to do an interview with the player, uh, you know, not around a game, just set schedule it, and and you talk to the player for a couple minutes before some games or something. That's completely different. But a post game story, I just, I mean, we've seen it with Ch Chat GPT. There, you could pretty much generate a post game story nowadays. And I don't really know what a player's quote is really adding to that article. So I don't agree that you need it to enhance your article. I feel like if you need a player's quote to enhance your article then it's probably not that good of an article to begin with. And, and maybe, maybe the writing is subpar. And it's one thing with coaches. I can see interviewing coaches, especially in college. Now, NFL, NBA, MLB, there are rules set up in the CBA where the players technically, you know, I know the NFL, they're required to speak to the media. But again, like, and MLB is the same way. But again, like, nobody's talking to the middle reliever after every game. Nobody's talking to a backup left tackle after week six and week seven games. It's usually when something happens uh, that either they did a terrible job or they did a great job and, and something came up 
where they the media actually wants to talk to them. So do you, you know, and then usually that's that's where like kind of the the disconnect becomes because then players are like, yeah, they never want to talk to me when, you know, I'm doing well or nothing's happening. But as soon as I screw up, then everybody wants to talk to me. Well, yeah, that's kind of how that works. But it's one of those, to, you're not going to, those players aren't required every day to just sit there and, oh, is, am I going to get an interview with the media? Like mostly it's just kind of a handful of players that the media wants to speak to after every game. And so other players get kind of, in that routine where, okay, you know, I'll wait around here for 20 minutes, but then I'm out and, and they bounce. So again, is it required? I think if, a you know, when I remember when working in media relations and things like that, and, you know, in the minor leagues, I mean, this was forever ago. So the rules were a little different too, but you were just basically like diving into the locker room and seeing who wanted to talk. Like it was basically like who was available. You kind of had a, a handful of guys that you knew would talk to the media at any time. And uh, that was pretty much it. So, yeah, so, it, you know, I see it from both ends, but I just don't see what it adds. And then you go into these in-game interviews where they're interviewing coaches and players and stuff. And I, I get what the sport's doing. They're trying to add, you know, something to the game that makes it more different and, and increase viewership and ratings and things like that. But I just don't need it. I just don't need the the player quotes and – 99.9% of the time, a coach, a player says nothing. We've, we talk about Neil Huntington, GM speak. We've talked about Ben Sherrington, GM speak. It's most of the times they don't say anything. And that, and that's what they, you know, you got the old uh, Bull Durham quote, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's an easy game. Some, you know, you got to catch the ball, you throw the ball, you hit the ball. Sometimes, you, you know, you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes it rains. The people don't say say that much. So, like, what are you really getting from these interviews? So, I can do without them. Uh, anytime, you know, the Will Craig thing when I mean, people were losing their minds, and he has to talk because of what happened, and he talked the next day. I mean, was he going to give you some crazy quote right after the game and just said, "Hey, I screwed up." That that was it. Like, I just don't see how that adds so much to your article. Uh, if you're interviewing, you know, interviewing a coach or something that came up with a new strategy or something. They're not even going to tell you about that anyway until years down the road or something when that comes out. So like, and you see that with coaches in the NFL and stuff. And it's like, well, why, why would I tell you that if a media asks a question about strategy or what their game plan was or something going into the week? Like, why would I tell you that when, you know, I'm I'm preparing to, to win a game, to have a competitive advantage. So it's just you get nothing from these quotes, and it always cracks me up when media members, you know, basically flip out because somebody wasn't available in the post game, and especially in college, the college one was ridiculous. This past, I think it was in February or March, I think it was after the Pitt Miami game, uh, you know, and and the coach went out there and he talked. I mean, he it would it would have been one thing if the coach was like nobody's talking to the media, I'm out, and just no comment and walked off, but he didn't. He stayed there. He talked to the media and he explained it. He said, I just didn't feel, you know, I want them to be prepared for this week and what they're dealing with uh, going into the next game and the week of classes and everything. And he explained it and he just, I didn't feel like it was uh, appropriate for them to talk. And those are college kids. They're, you know, they're younger. Most of them don't really ever do media interviews or have that experience or training. So they don't really get that. And I saw it in the minor leagues too, with guys that were in their first spots in single A, low A baseball, and they didn't have training or 
never you know, talk to media and then you have a language barrier if they don't know English that well and they're still learning that. So I, I totally get it if a player doesn't want to get up there, especially when language barrier is there and they feel like they're going to get misquoted. And definitely happens. We've seen headlines that media outlets put out there and things just get kind of taken out of context and not really how people said it. And that happens a lot. So I, I totally get it from the player's aspect about not wanting to be misquoted and things like that. And just sometimes maybe you just don't want to talk to the media that night. And, and I get it. So, um, so that's where I'm at with that. I, I know it hasn't come up recently uh, this year, but I'm, I'm sure it will at some point when somebody makes a huge error and doesn't want to talk or whatever, or storms off, or we'll get the, maybe we'll get the Marshawn Lynch, you know, I'm just here. So I don't get fined. And that was that was what he was there for. He didn't get fined, and he technically spoke to the media, even though he didn't answer any questions. So, yeah, there's like I said, just write the write the story. I don't think it adds anything, and I, I think in the next, I don't know, five to ten years, I think we're going to see that more in sports. Where I think a lot of these post game stories are, are going to be kind of you know AI generated, and is a player quote really going to add much on that, especially with. Today, you're seeing sites that don't need media credentials, Barstool Sports, uh, SB Nation, Bleacher Report, things like that, You know, even North Shore 9. Like, people are out there doing podcasts, doing vlogging. They're just basically giving their opinions on the game and what they watched, and they don't have to get player quotes and everything. And you know, my, my biggest thing is when a GM will talk kind of like a before the season or – it's kind of not like, but not at during a game, like when, you know, Charrington goes in the booth with Greg Brown, that's usually like fluff, fluff answers coming his way. But I, I like, well, usually when they sit down with the, the GM or something like off season or before a game or just throughout the week, you kind of get more a sense of what they're doing when you hear that stuff or, or the coaches. But to me, the players, I mean, if I was a player, I would just get up there and say there's the most generic, basic Bull Durham quote you could think of. And until so the media doesn't want to even talk to you anymore. And that's where I think it comes down for a lot of these guys. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if that comes up this year when someone doesn't talk. The Will Craig stuff a couple years ago was ridiculous when people just lost their shit on, on Twitter when he didn't talk. And again, he talked the very next day. And, and then they ch- basically got chased out of the country because then he, then he go to Korea or something after that. So just, just brutal. Like, I feel like they bullied that guy about, you know, the, the play, obviously the guy screwed up. What's he going to say him saying, Hey, I fucked up. Is that really going to add something to your uh, story that you can't even run if you, you know, you got to censor it anyway. So, you know, it's one of those, but I guess everybody's looking for that one out of 100 quote where, you know, uh, a player or coach just goes off about a rule or a media member or something. And then you see those, you know, the Jim Moore clips when coaches just lose their, lose their cool and go wild. So that, that's why those are there. But 99.9% of the time, there's nothing there. And I just really think in the next five, 10 years, there's going to be more, there's going to be less of that, at least I hope. And just kind of more of generated stories, kind of like a fan graphs piece, more analysis on different stats or something that's going on players, how they're performing and things like that. And you just don't need the quotes as much. So, um, so that's my rant on player quotes or interviews and all that. Um, but let's get into some pirate stuff, uh, this week. So big week for the pirates, big series. Uh, thanks Jim Rosati for going to Tampa. So the pirates don't win a game, but 
right now they're you know getting ready for their th- third game, trying to avoid the sweep in the at the Tropicana. And uh, but the Pirates dropped the last two to the Rays. But I just feel like, and it's it's great to see Pirate fans like in, into Pirates baseball again. That's the good news to this. It's a big series. People are excited. They want to win the series. They want the Pirates to look good and prove they're for real. I get all that. But let's just just let's just relax a little bit. Like like Aaron Rodgers, just relax. Let's calm down. People are taking this series like it's a World Series. And if we lose, if we get swept today, Pirates are done. It's over. Even though the whole NL Central keeps losing, the Pirates are still, I think, a game and a half up on the Brewers. It's fine, guys. It's it's one series. You're playing the Rays, who are off. First off, the Rays are a pain in the ass to play against to begin with. For the last five, ten years, they've been just unbelievable, doing it with very little payroll, if any. I think their payroll is actually lower than the Pirates, which is like a just absurd. Um, but they, they're doing it with very minimal resources. They're smart, and they just they're very good. And the Pirates are playing them and. The, not only are the Braves very good the past like five, 10 years, they're off to like this historic start. They've lost six games this year and we're May 4th. So like, they're really good. You're on the road. The ballpark's a dump to play in. <laughs> like just, you know, seeing pictures of uh, Rosati being out there and justice and the place just, it'll be like right before game time. The place is just dead. It just looks, it looks like some kind of, you know, ap- apocalypse, earth has been shattered and here's an old stadium that no one's in like there's no one's there so it's just a terrible game the turf's terrible so all of that into it just it's not a big deal the pirates if they get swept if they win today if they would have swept the rays it's not that big a deal let's everybody just calm down pirates just need to you know keep keep going in the division stay ahead stay stay above 500 and you know don't play drew maggi which they finally sent him down. So there we go. Um, but yeah, just they'll be better once they get back into the NL games and the division games. Those are the games that are really going to matter. Um, but they're still in first. So just calm down. It's one, it's, it's three games out of 162. It's such a blip on the, on the overall radar and it's May. If this was a series in September and we were two games out of the pennant race and needed to get a wild card or something, then I I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to be score, you know, right, right with you flipping out game to game and everything. And, and so, so there, there's that on that. And then, Oh my God, the Wander Franco thing, oh, the flip that he did on the ground ball uh, to him. Why are we flipping out about this stuff? We, we do this with the home run, the bat flips. Uh, I saw all off season when some of these, like uh, I think it's like the, I don't know if it's a Dominican World Series or Venezuela, you see these games down there, and the you know they're doing like little league home runs where like the whole the whole team comes out and celebrates right off home home plate when somebody hits a home run, or they're you know dancing around the base pass after a home run. Like guys, we we talk so much about how these players should be have have fun. It should be fun. You should be able to celebrate. You see pitchers all the time celebrate after a strikeout and and clap and fist pump and why can't a, a home, you know a batter do that when they hit a home run or or, or something um and and now you see this with the flip I, look i loved it and I, I i i apologize i don't know who sent this out i think this was this morning or last night but if that play would have <laughs> that play if wonder franco had done that flip against the cardinals oh yinzers we would have been 
we would have been loving it. We would have been all over. It would have blew up Twitter. We'd have been all loving that in, in Cardinals fans' faces. So when it happens to you, I mean, I, dude, I, I didn't, it didn't matter to me. I, I didn't care about it. It, it was fine. I, I kind of liked it. It was loved. It. You know, if, if you don't like it, you know, beat the team. But uh, the dude's obviously a young, great player. He's having fun playing. I don't think he should be bashed for that. I, I don't think that was showing up, you know, the runner or anything on that. He didn't go after a player or try to – nobody was, you know, charging the mound or coming after players. It was just a – a fun flip, and hey, if he ends up, if he screws up in that moment, if he drops it, or does some kind of Will Craig moment, then we would have laughed our ass off about it. So he put himself out there, and he's good enough to kind of walk that walk and do it. And there you go. So I, I don't have a problem with it. I, I I think it's just the the traditional older fan that that does have that probably the problem with it that you see like, oh, he's disrespecting the game and the other team and. You know, I, I don't know. I liked it. It was it was different. It's something you don't really see at the ball at the ball game, and and there you go. So, so that's it. That's my that's my rants for for this week. And like I said, let let's go Bucks today in the afternoon. But if they don't win, it's all right. <laughs> they'll they'll get back into you know the the NL play and the division play later on this month, and um, one one game at a time. So, and I, and I feel like these games haven't been. I know it was a seven to one yesterday, but I mean the, the pirate—they're they're competitive games. Like people are, the pirates are in it, you know. So it's just—I don't—I don't think it's like you know if we're losing like twenty to nothing or something, you know, ten nothing, then I'd be worried. But uh, like I said, they were close most of the games for a while until things kind of went downhill. And hey, the pirates need these kind of games. You want them to play against good teams to see where they're at, and they need this experience and. You know, hopefully they're better for it. Hopefully they're better from it moving forward. So when they play teams like um, the Reds and and Cardinals, and, and by the way, the Cardinals are dead last in the National League. Ain't that ain't that sweet? So yeah, you want you want to have these kind of games for when you play you know other teams in your division and stuff, and be ready for it. So I, I think they're hopefully learn something from the series, regardless of wins or losses, and and take it from there. And it's a long season left, guys. We got like. Five months basically left to go. So let's let's go. But that's it for me. I will be back sometime next week with my solo pod, Ryan Rance. Until then, peace. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video, and subscribe to the page. It helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.